Hey guys, welcome to the very first podcast from Footy United in the year 2017 because we've got wives and kids and cousins and brothers and sisters and all kinds of shit to do and we never have time to actually get together. And um, But we're actually here right now. I'm Charles and with me is Brian Zane, Jose Aguirre. What's up guys? Brian, say hello. Hello. Jose. What's up guys? Now it's How's your going? turn. <laughs> How's it going? <laughs> We have audio problems. We've got all kinds of shit that's fucked up, but we wanted mm-hmm. to come and do a podcast. Um, finally, put out some stuff on Twitter. People have actually answered. You haven't heard from us since we reviewed the game, so we're back. If you stumbled upon our podcast or if you've been waiting, Jesus Christ, I feel for you. I'm so sorry. But um, Brian has an outline for this, so Brian, it is all yours, my friend. Oh, gee, thanks. Well, first off, I want to wish everyone a happy and healthy New Year. The year 2017, as we like to call it here in America, the uh, year of the pussy grabbers. Um, <laughs> it's pretty bad over here. <laughs> it is pretty bad. Um, anyway, I, I just want to see, you know, just start out. Where are we with Pez? Where are we? Where are we with footy gaming in general? So I'll toss that over to Jose. And Nestor's and, uh, not here, by the way, because he's beating off to uh, to Zelda. Street Fighter. And, and <laughs> Zelda. <laughs> And Street Fighter. He is actually playing Street Fighter, but I'm sure he's thinking about Zelda as well. Love you, Ness. <laughs> You're not here, buddy, so, so we can talk about you. Hey, uh, you that's, what happens. that's what happens when you decide not to show up. <laughs> um, no, he's nothing to say uh, on Pez anyway. He's playing FIFA. No, he's not even no, playing he's that. Not he's not playing that. He's yeah. not playing no. any. He's, he's playing, not playing with himself. He's yeah. jaded. He's okay. not playing any... any Woody games. Actually, neither have I. <laughs> yeah. Um, that's that's where I am with Pez. Uh, the last time I played Pez, I think, was um, sometime in uh, early October, maybe. <laughs> yeah, when we were doing, that's when we did our review podcast. We were all playing. Yeah, I, I, I think I played could. the game. I think I played for like another week after that. And then, and then I haven't, pretty much haven't touched them. I haven't touched any of the footy games since then. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I, I feel like I just kind of got to the point where um, I had to start choosing what I spent my free time on. And um, so what happens when you have kids. Yeah. 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 And, and, and I just, I just kind of realized that um, I'm not enjoying Pez. I was, I was enjoying it, but I wasn't having, as much fun as I could have with other games I was playing at the time, mainly Street mm-hmm. Fighter. Um, and I just decided that I didn't want to give time to a game that I wasn't fully enjoying, you know? So there there were things with the game that I just, that, that bothered me. And I was just like, I'm not going to play this. If if I'm not going to, if, if I only have an hour to play a week, I'd rather spend that hour playing something I really fucking want to play. Yeah, man. You know, like not, something, not something that's going to piss me off. It's annoying mm-hmm. into it. Yeah. Charles, where are you at? Uh, pretty much the same. I, you know, I was <sighs> playing. Do seven... you still play with Liverpool here and there? Yeah, yeah. Actually, I checked out the last update because of the faces. Uh, Firmino mm-hmm. and Lalana, and, you know, they're fantastic. The faces are great. The support's great. Anfield looks great. Um, I like 17, as as people know. I can't. I've played playing it way more than 16, which I couldn't play in 15, which I never mm-hmm. really played because you know. So I like the game, but I can't play. I can't keep playing it for extended sessions. I can't yeah, like, like. I just I lose 
the will to play because the games start to feel the same to me. Um, we can get into all the issues, but the big thing I was thinking the other day is like one of them is like first touch. I like like it's, oh, it's so consistent that it just starts yeah. to feel samey to me. Right, and and I haven't really put the hours in in Master League, so I'm not I'm not like saying someone who loves the game and they can play it for hours on end. I'm not saying they're wrong. I'm just saying I haven't been able to get to that point with the game, um, and it and it's kept me from continuing forward. I'm not playing FIFA this year because FIFA 17 is a huge turnoff for me. So so Pez like does kind of fit the footy fix. Like I'm watching a lot of real footy. Still, which, which which the beginning of this season was the best Rise. thing ever. I was Liverpool, dude, it was, it was the best thing. It was like one of the best seasons ever. And then they completely, <laughs> like, it's like they woke up. It's like a fairy tale. It's just, uh, it's such a pain in the ass. Every every season, it's like, do I really want to support them? But I have to because <laughs> I don't know. You just can't choose those things. Um, it's kind of like Pez. It's kind of the same way. Like I'm really excited every year. It's like seventeen looks really good. I still think this game is they did get the foundation to build upon right guess, you know we'll probably talk about that later but i just don't for me it's not it's it's probably a six and a half seven out of ten because it's it's just not a game i can keep playing i like i appreciate a lot of stuff they've done um and i just think it, it, it's getting there but uh it hasn't lasted for me and, and i'll play it now every once in a while i'll play a mm-hmm. cup is what i'll do and um i'll try and get through like a european cup or um or maybe a World Cup basically and trying to get through the group stage and like just just play that and that's usually plenty for me. I'm usually done by then. I play like four games or if I make it I'll make, I'll save it and then go back another night. But that's like that's enough. I get my fix and I'm usually 50-50 by the end of it. I'm not super happy, but um I'm also not really pissed off. So it's just like eh which is not what Pez is supposed to be for me. I'm supposed to be excited exactly. when I play it. So it's you know exactly. It's, you know and that's why we're yes. not podcasting because we're just kind of like it's not like we're going to rip the game apart because it, it's not. They've done great things, and I think the game's in good hands. But it's also not a game we're going to get on this podcast and celebrate about and and talk about all these awesome moments because they just, for me anyway, it's just not happening. But I just fucking no, talk for like five fine. minutes straight. So, yeah, yes, I agree. Yes, what yes, about you, V? Well, I um I played Master League for about a month and a half. I did everything I can to really get stuck in with the game. And and I, I will actually stick by the comment that I, and I'll get into it before, but the comment I made when we reviewed the game, when I said, you know, Pez 2017, it feels like it's on the cusp of greatness, but it's mm-hmm. not there. Mm-hmm. And I'll get into, you know, the subtle changes that could be done in a, in a one year development cycle to, to reach that kind of potential. Um, so my Master League experience, you know, first off with 2017, it's the longest I've played Pez in 10 years. Right. You know what I mean? I, I think I played 2016 for, you know, two months and I was done. Yeah. And so this, I, I played this for four or five months. Um, at least, you know, I got that. There's still like six, seven months before the next release. So it's still, it's slowly you know, getting better, holding me over a little bit longer. But my Master League experience, I, I was really hoping that getting stuck in would would take it to the next level. And there was just a lot of little things that just pissed me off. And, um, you know, the attacking AI was poor. It felt like the AI cheated on Superstar. Like, I could tell when, when a goal was going to happen. Like, I just knew. Yeah. I just knew. 
Um, or one year not supposed to score. Like you're creating all kinds of all and kinds then, of situations and score. just right, fucking right. game won't let you score. Yeah. I hate right. to bring up the term, but it sounds like you're talking about scripting, or at least what <gasps> people. What we don't say that word here, Sean. <laughs> yeah. I, well, I, I'm not a big complainer of that. I'm just trying to figure out if that's kind of what you're talking about. It, you know, and it's it's normally in Master League when the attack level gets high for the AI and they boost the attack level, um, you know, the attack defensive levels. And I'm just like, all right, I can, I can feel it. The guys are just overpowered and my, my players are not feeling as responsive. I know it's going to happen. Right. Um, uh, I would say... The one thing that really bothered me was every game started feeling like a chore having to break down the defensive AI. Like Pez 2017 did a lot of really good things focusing on the defensive AI and, you know, trying to make it harder to score a goal so it feels more rewarding. And you but always play on Superstar just for anybody listening that's wondering. Right. I mean, we all do, I think. I do. The, the issue with that is they kind of took it to another level and forgot the the whole attacking AI part, and they forgot the whole transitional period between attack and defense. Like, that's uh, the big one for me. I think that's the main the main the transitional period is the main reason why it feels like a, like such a chore to break what? down a defense. The, the because, CPU yeah, AI yeah. get back. You you could intercept the pass. Um, you know, in midfield, and the AI just got back within one to two seconds. I mean, somebody made, uh, multiple people made, you can YouTube it. They showed it's like literally one to two seconds. The change of possession, how the defensive AI just got back so fast. Like, you couldn't even transition to do a quick counterattack. The AI just dropped and compacted so so quickly, so unrealistically. And, then it, and that's why it just became a constant... You know, grind of having to break down two banks of you know four and five every every time every game. It just became it lost the fun factor for me. It just became a chore. Yeah, and then the the thing for me with that with with that game is that out of t- one or two out of ten games would have great you know fun like right. amazing like it's just like dude this that. is so fucking fun. And then, but the thing is that those games came so fucking few mm-hmm. and far between that the rest of the time I right. felt like I'm grinding. Wasn't right. enough and to then, to keep you yeah, playing. Yeah, and and then I have one game randomly that I have a blast in, and then you know what I mean? Like, just feel yeah. like I just felt yeah, like, totally. dude, like why can't every game be like this? You're like, yeah, and I know in real life, not every game is is fun, but this is a video game. Like they 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 should be able to. They used to be back in the day. The games always had um, a fun element to them. Every match had a fun element to them, even though there were like these zero-zero matches where like you weren't supposed to score. It was it was obvious. Like there, you create chances and it hit the post, or for some reason Messi's fucking chipping the ball over the crossbar from the six-yard box, and you're just thinking to yourself like, what the fuck? Why? Why is why is Ronaldo missing his fucking sitter? You know, when 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 I obviously created a chance to score and I should have fucking scored, but you end up zero zero. And, and, and then then, you know, the, the AI creates those chances and they also miss. And it makes for these like exciting matches that mm-hmm. like, you know, it was all along supposed to be zero zero, but it didn't feel like that because it had like these exciting moments that, you know, just it just felt like it was very unpredictable. Um I, I going back to them, I I realized that you know it, it, it what was happening is that what's fucking happened all along in Pez is is 
is that there there is a sense of scripting, you know, and 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 making the game like you really have to fucking walk the ball into the net in those fucking situations. Otherwise, you're just not going to score. Um, anyway, the, the I'm getting a little uh, sidetracked here, but um, the point is that um, it's the transitional period. The transitional period is non-existent. Does not exist in Pez in Pez 17, and and I think that that is the key to making games exciting. You play one or two matches out of 10, 15 that do have great transition, um, that that do have this openness to them. Um, but for the most part, none of them do. You know, and it's like they have this this switch that on on possession, off possession, and there is no in between in real life football. The in between is what makes everything. Right. <laughs> you know, like that is what makes the difference between the top teams and the and the not you know not so good teams, and and it's just it's completely missing in this game. And you know that's one thing that they really need to work on is mm-hmm. is the transitional period. It, it usually lasts a few seconds, you know, ten seconds depending on the situation, um, and and you know before a team can actually regroup. Um, they see if they can recover the ball um, before they need to re- before they need to you know decide to defend, and that doesn't happen in Pez. Mm-hmm. And what and the one thing and I'm going to talk about this uh, briefly talk about it, in a few minutes, but just to harp on uh, the transitional period. When you look at something like pressing, pressing is a risk reward. It's a it's a basic element uh, of footy where it, it's literally risk reward. You get in real life, you get past that first line of pressure, and there's going to be space. And Jose and I had this conversation off the air where, you know, one of the things that I liked about FIFA 16, FIFA 16 pre, so I, I talked about this a year ago, uh, before the patches fucked up the game, was even though I wasn't, I'm not a big fan of FIFA's defensive system as a whole, um, I did really like, especially when I played online, I liked how pressing was risk reward, where if if I got past that first line of pressure, there was space and I, I could make people pay. And so you kind of had to know when to press, when not to press, depending on you know where the ball was on the field, who had the ball, those kind of things. And in Pez, there's no risk reward to pressing. They people will press the shit out of you. The AI will press you. You get past that pressure, and they drop like that and there's just there's no there's not there's no advantage you know there's no risk reward to it and you know it's it's something as simple as that that could create that kind of you know question for gamers when they're playing especially online since so many people play online now hey you know i uh, i'm playing up against a really good team i don't know if i want to press right now maybe i'll sit back because they could they could kind of you know slice me open and it creates that kind of cat and mouse game. When do I press? When do I not press? And it, it just like it, just like real life, you know. And I, I feel like that's missing. That the the pressing abuse. It's just like a nonstop press back and forth. Yeah. And the online it, is just it, it suffers because of it. Absolutely, yeah. And, and there isn't even a, a proper stamina system that that will penalize right. you late in the game either. Like okay, fine. You want to press for fucking sixty minutes, seventy minutes. It's the best the way to 30, play the game. Is to just press, know, press, press. Just press, press, press. Like that's that is the way to play the game. Um, if you're not pressing, then then you know you 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 
you're fucking giving up way too much space. And it's like B and, said, and, you should be able to play like that. Definitely, the game should give you the tools to play like that. But then you should be punishable. Exactly. When, yeah. You know, when, yeah, when exactly. you're caught up, you want to play like an asshole. Double press everywhere, fine. Then that's what I'm you're saying. Like, you give know, up at, a counter at the very least. At the very least, like you know, if you want to press like an idiot, then the last thirty minutes or whatever of the match you should be fucking so gassed out that your players can barely move. And that doesn't happen. Your players can be completely, stamina can be completely depleted and they still respond and play like they, like they did in the first minute of the game. Can I ask you guys a question? Um, Yeah. Just, and this is just for this point, but take it almost as a question. I think you could ask for any of these points we're making. Do you think they don't, implement stamina like that so if you push all over if you sorry if you press all over the place and you sprint 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 your players aren't exhausted because people the fans would have a problem with that because it's going to feel like shit Absolutely. at the end of the game when they're like yeah. well why are my players such shit like do you think that's why or do you think it's a uh, it's just it, it, they just choose be. not to do it for technical reasons development reasons a little bit of no, both right. probably a little bit of both to be honest with you it's probably a little mm-hmm. bit of both Maybe, but I, I I don't think so. I think I'm not saying I one is right can. or one is wrong. I'm just right. framing it for people because obviously fan feedback is a you know is a huge thing these days. I think everything it's everything to do with there would be this massive complaint of why are my players so unresponsive late yeah, in the game? That's going to be the complaint. Eighty percent of the people right. playing the game are going to say. Messi doesn't, you know, st- stop running in the 90th minute. He still takes sprints, and he's still like, you know, saying stupid shit like that. So, right. Um, and I mean, I yeah, I think I think that's that. got everything to do with that. I think right. it's got everything to do with it. And maybe there is some limitation or some technical issue reason why they don't do that. But I think the main reason has to be uh, um, because fans are going to complain, and it's it's a very obvious thing that they'd complain about. But I mean, come on! If you fucking hammer the sprint button, what do you think? What do you expect? I think most people now just want the game to feel good all the time, no matter who they're playing with, no matter who they're controlling, no matter how they're playing. They want the game to they. A game has to be like instant gratification every second. And and you know what? What chances? Yeah, go ahead, B. You know what? That's and if that's how Pez is going to Konami's going to continue to do that. Like I know they don't, they don't compete with with FIFA in terms of sales, but they always try to compete with FIFA in terms of gameplay. And if they try to compete like that, they're always going to be FIFA's little brother. They're going to be FIFA's bitch. Mm-hmm. And until they take a stand and say, "Look, are we going to be FIFA's bitch, or are we going to create something different, something with a, with more depth, more immersion?" Because I know Charles, we, you talked about one game that won all these awards that even though it, it, it had like a small niche following, kind of like Pez. Pez is a, a, a small yeah, niche Pez following. Pez never outsold FIFA ever, even in the glory days. And it's even though we're we're older gamers, so I still think old. there's there's younger there's still I, I have to believe that there's hardcore fans. Especially I totally agree in, with you. They need to be shown the light though. They right, need to especially yeah. in South America especially in Europe, I'm sure there are fans that want something deeper than FIFA. Like, okay, you're never going to win the fans that only give a shit about licenses. You're never going to win them. So try to win fans that will actually 
like a deeper experience than FIFA. They just play FIFA because it's it's what they got. It's all they know. It's all like, they know. Show yes. them the light. Create something with depth. Which brings me to my transitional period right now. <laughs> Boom. Four. Four. Subtle changes that could be done in a one-year development cycle that could enhance this game tenfold. And I'm going to go through them real quick. They all tie into one another without even talking about anything else, any other element of the game. One, passing. More error on assisted settings. Okay? So quick. Are we going to talk about assist settings tonight? Just just chill. Let me, let me get through this for you. <laughs> all right? Passing, more error on assisted settings. Proper ball physics to eliminate the ping pong passing. And that will go hand in hand with, with passing. Um, the, the real touch or the first touch, whatever the fuck it was called. How about it actually work? How about having an actual stat? So, um, you know, players that have really good first touches are able to trap a harder ball, which I think it was what the concept was anyway. And then players that are weaker players, you know, when you think of like center backs or, or def- defenders, defensive center mids, um, you know, pat, pass, trying to pass around the back, pass out of the back, you accidentally hit a harder ball, it's going to be harder to trap. Maybe they take a heavy first touch and, and, it, and they get dispossessed. Like that, that, cre- that real touch creates individuality and creates differences between players. And then you have what we talked about before, pressing, the risk-reward. You know, uh, these things, think, think about these four things real quick and how they, they tie into one another. So if you had um, more error on passing, one, that helps with individuality because now you can't just backheel your way up down the pitch. You can't just, you can't just do these um, passes where you're not even looking at a guy. Like only, only, the, only the really, really good passers will be able to do the little flicks and backheels to, to players they're not facing. So it's emphasis on playing the way you face. Remember when you only saw backheels every once in a while? Yeah. Right. Um, the ball physics helps eliminate ping pong passing and proper ball physics should also help with, you know, the weighted pass, which basically right now, because of how assisted passing is, is just a, an aesthetic visual appeal. Oh, look at the nice little backspin on the ball that my guy could run onto. Yeah. I get the concept of weighted pass is, you know, that perfect weighted pass slows down. You think of something Hamas Rodriguez or Ozil puts in, but because of the assist settings are so high, it doesn't matter who's hitting that through ball. It doesn't matter if it has the visual satisfaction of the way to pass. So that actually could help, you know, um, identify better passers uh, and make them more important, especially in Master League. And how I tie that in with uh, real touch and pressing is think of um, someone like Benucci or, or PK who are good with the ball at their feet, uh, who can play out of the back. Then think of somebody like John Tyree, who, who sucks with the ball at his feet. Um, there's that risk-reward. Okay, do I try to play out the back with uh, John Tyree and, and risk him making a bad touch, a bad first touch, especially if a team's pressing me? Do I then think, all right, maybe I need to play a long ball? Or, you know, all right, I'm going to attempt to press, you know, Benucci or PK, depending on who you're playing up against, and... They hit a knifing pass that breaks that press, 
and all of a sudden, you know, there's space and your team's off to the races. So it becomes kind of like a risk reward with pressing, a risk reward with, you know, the real touch actually having a stat. Risk reward is key. Proper ball physics and passing system. All these things tie in together. Just think of how, like, how much more deep that that this would be without even talking about attacking AI and, and variation, all that shit, just the, and tactical changes, just like, just those four things. Think of the, just think for a second, how they would impact the game knowing, okay, I have defenders that don't have uh, good first touches. So I shouldn't attempt to play the ball at the back. If I'm being pressed high up the field, like the thought process that goes into your mind, it becomes like a chess match. How awesome would that be? Yeah. No, like it, that's it, fucking dope. And those you know are four we agree. Things, four things that could be easily done in a year. Yeah. No, yeah. I I think so too. Um I think they should have a stat for first touch. Oh there, my god, of course. They, there should be a first touch stat. And if they <laughs> fix the passing, then you know, especially with the assisted settings, you know you you you're one center back you're trying to play around the back while you're being pressed and you pass it to your 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 center back to the left of you your teammate and yeah. you power up too hard and you you hit a bullet into his shin and he's not a ball playing center back well all of a sudden he takes a heavy touch now there's risk of being dispossessed um there's risk of you know a foul that could result in a card you know, I, there's so many options that come about just from this shit. Like, how this is so simple. How am I thinking of this shit and they aren't? Like, I don't, I don't fucking you know, understand. Explain to me. You know what I think? I I really <laughs> I think I can wrap my head around it a little bit, and I could be wrong. I mean, there's no. I probably am wrong. There's no fucking question about it. But do you want to hear my theory? <laughs> um, yes. I think my theory is the young kids would bitch that it's too hard. Well, I think Boom. here's the thing. Boom. I think That's what you said. What you said a couple minutes ago, though, is that you can they they need to be shown the light because I think game I think we're lucky I think we're part of a golden generation of game development. Um, who knows? Maybe every generation thinks that, but we grew up with some pretty awesome games, and definitely, in my opinion, and I know you guys share this opinion too, that we grew up with the best footy games ever, and they haven't gotten back to those those highs yet. They're better in certain regards. Tech is noticeably better. The graphics are noticeably better, but as a whole product, I would argue that. Right. The PS2 days well, just, was the well, best. Well, just look at ball physics. FIFA yeah. 17. The ball is small, and I haven't played FIFA 17. However, I see the YouTubers talking about the game, how the ball feels like a volleyball. Right. Then you look at PES 2017, and while I think some of the the ball physics in terms of aerial, mm-hmm. you know, physics for the ball are are okay. They're they're decent. The ground passes are like bullets, and and I'm thinking. I was playing FIFA 07 at my buddy's house on Xbox the other day. And I'm like, holy shit, the weight of the players, the inertia of the players, the the ball physics in that, the ball physics in older winning 11 games from 10, 15 years ago is better than what we have from the the two leading football gamers today. Ball physics have taken a huge step back as far as I'm concerned. Like what the fuck? How? How is this Dude. shit better? I know I'm yeah. beating a dead horse to people that listen to this podcast over. Like, well, we all, we all are. Thank we you. all but are. But the fact is, we're gonna you, crack you the code eventually. It's not nostalgia when you when you literally see that the fucking ball physics from 10 to 15 years ago are better 
than in both FIFA and PES today. Yeah. That is a fucking joke. It's funny that when you say even FIFA, because and I know you called me the other day to talk about FIFA 07 and that how that game was very much a, almost a tech demo to a lot of people because it was a new engine, and uh, it culminated for a lot of people, including myself, in FIFA 09. But I agree with you. I think I think the physics were way better then. And what I was going to say is that I think that what Konami is missing, I think FIFA have it nailed. FIFA have what they... not. not nailed as in the great a great soccer game they have what they want to do nailed like it's going to be hard for them to get away from their current course because they're selling they're selling they're selling people are buying and it's just you know ultimate team all this shit right but i think what pez has a chance to do and what it used to do is it needs to communicate these things that we keep talking about better and i want to before you guys interrupt real quick i I read this quote the other day actually i watched this video and i wrote it down because it was i'll tell you in a second but it was like this is this is what i'm talking about but they need like in the old days and i don't think it's just us and the kids won't do it these days but let's say like we did try and turn out with john terry in the back and we lost the ball because he had heavy touch like we didn't throw the controller on the ground and say, what the fuck was that? Why did he suck? It's the game, but it's not just us. It's not just the difference between us and kids now, but the the whole game was built around trying to figure out why the game worked a certain way. So it was like, well, why did that happen? And then you realize it's because his stats are so, so low or he was in a bad position. And there are going to be kids now who don't have the patience for that, but I think if the game communicates that, th- hey, this is what this game is about, you need to learn not just stats on the players, not just who are the fastest players, or who the slowest players are, but you need to learn some of the intricacies of how these guys behave in certain situations, and there's reasons for it. And you communicate that everywhere, and I think that's what Pez used to do and used to get people excited. And now it, it's less about that. Let me read you this quote, um, and it's, um, I love, I'm ripping on uh, Nestor because he's excited for Zelda, but guess what, I actually am too. And it was, I was watching a video on... Uh, on Game Informer, and it was Shigeru Miyamoto. This, this, they asked him about the feedback to Zelda. Like, how do you balance all the player feedback compared to what, you know, a, a very driven team, like a Nintendo team who has a huge vision? Like, what do you do? And it's just a short thing, but let me read it real quick. He said, um, he says he believes in white paper testing or monitor testing for feedback. And he says, I've always conveyed to my team members that you can't just have somebody play and then ask them, how was it? I really think it's important to have an idea or a concept of what you want to convey in this game. And what the monitor testing does is test whether that idea or concept has been conveyed. Were people able to understand it? And so a lot of times I um <clears throat> a lot of times I have people do monitor testing and then I just watch without talking to them. So I really I mean that sounds like duh. And if they're in the Pez team, probably who knows? They could be like, "Wow, this guy's such an asshole! Like he doesn't think we do this." I'm not saying they don't. I'm not saying that at all. But it doesn't come across. What how it feels to me as a fan is it feels like there's too many people putting their opinions of what they want this game to be, and it gets diluted. I feel right. like you need a vision to communicate it, but then don't just give it out to people and say, "Do you like it?" Give that code to people and see if they if your vision comes across. And if they if, if if the vision comes across and they don't like it, then fair enough. But I I I suspect that's not really the case. The vision gets, whether it's there or not, it gets very diluted. And instead of saying, what can we do to better communicate that vision through marketing and through the game itself, if that you know is our our goal, it becomes more about well, all these guys are bitching because the slow guy loses the ball or their stamina 
isn't there at the end. It's like, well, how do you counteract that without just fucking changing it? How do right. you how do you how do you fix these things, but still stay true to to giving Pez an identity like it used to have, or or it could be, or like you say, because it's just gonna be FIFA's bitch. It right. feels a little bit like FIFA's bitch to me. Yeah. Even though seventeen, I, I think you're spot on about conveying the message, man. It, it is. Hey, this is why. This is why. That's yeah. No, I hear you. Like, and hey, then people is... can't complain. They actually learn something. I don't. I mean, I think a lot of it's tied into training mode. I think it's about the identity of the game too. The way Adams talks about it. The way the the marketing guys talk about it. And they say this is a. They 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 came out and said that. I th- I think people would be willing to listen. I think people would give them the benefit right. of the doubt. But then you have to prove it. Right, because the people, and, yeah. and here's the thing: why the the per the perfect thing to do, and FIFA was notorious for doing these things, have a short video of of gameplay elements and you changed yeah. and the risk reward of each element. You know, yeah. show show what show them why. You know, if if you fixed passing, okay, show them why you couldn't ping pong back back heel your way down the field. Well, because your player isn't facing blah blah blah. Like, explain to to the young ones why why even to the old ones <laughs> everything is a certain way. Even, <laughs> even to the old ones, man. Because some people just won't. I feel like it's like it's like like what um, Charles you were saying about instant gratification. Um, we're we're so used to society is so used to having everything now and not having to work for much. And I feel like that's bleeding into video games um, in a way that in in most cases it's ruining a lot of them um, because nobody wants to work for anything anymore. Now games are getting are easier than they've ever been probably. You know what gives and, me hope though is the Bloodborns and the Neos that, that are now coming yeah. out now. And these games, this like resurgence in gaming that difficult, skill, more difficult games. Skill-driven yes. difficult games, complex systems yeah. of games where the challenge yeah. is there ahead of you. Like, don't you remember, like, people used to say Pez was a difficult game, difficult to master, but really fun to yeah. pick up and play. And I, yeah. I actually think they have the fun pick up and play part of it right now. But I don't but think, it, missing the yeah, the depth <laughs> isn't there because it, it gets, it's fun to pick up and play, but then n- but nothing then gets past get that. In, it gets, it gets, yeah, I got And that. that is like, that's what we're talking about, right? At least they have that, though, because it wasn't even fun for me to pick up and play for a little while. But um, Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's that's a good point. I don't know, dude. I, I I'm 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 hopeful for for the future of of the series, but I'm 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 very concerned by some of the feedback that I hear. I'm very concerned by um, the way that they kind of react. And I, I like I, I understand this whole like oh we 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 take on all feedback and we consider all of it. Right, but 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 I think going on with what you were saying about having a vision and and communicating your vision, I feel like there, there's some, some. I was listening to um, podcasts re, re, related to Street Fighter. Um, I've been playing a shitload of Street Fighter um, fighting games. The fighting games are very analogous to to Pez, I think. Yeah, you know, yeah, I, I I agree. Um, so I I was listening to this podcast and they were talking about um, the uh, fuck man my. Fucking train of thought just left me. Um, so happens when you have kids, man. Just yeah, yeah train <laughs> of thought too. just left me, man. But you know, but what I'm getting at is like there's 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 um 
there isn't a clear vision to me because what they're what they're doing is they're letting people. I, I just remembered. So they, they were talking about um, in Street Fighter. They were talking about how um, the Street Fighter development team or or their community manager, nobody from the Street Fighter team, really comes out and says, "Hey, this is what we had in mind for the game." This player we kind of thought would play this way. This guy we thought would play this way or blah, 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 right? So um, Street Fighter Season 2 came out recently and the dev team kind of came out and said, hey, um, we're, we're making changes to, the, to certain characters because they're being used in ways that we didn't, we didn't envision. Um, so, which I think is kind of cool that, that, that you know, the, the players are figuring out ways to use characters that um, that the development team didn't intend. Um, I feel like that's a really cool thing. Um, but at the same time, you know, the 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 podcast, the people making that podcast were making a, a point about how there's all this feedback coming back. And right now, the Street Fighter community, there's very um, mixed feedback. Um, a lot of people really love the game. A lot of people don't really care for it. Um, and I think the reason why there's mixed feedback is because Street Fighter um, devs put the game out and say, here you go, play it. And then people are just kind of feeding back and nobody knows why they're feeding back or what. Like, so everybody has their own unique vision for the game. Right. And that's what they're feeding back based on. And that's the same if, with Pez. Exactly. But if we yeah. had this, but if we had this um um description from the development team this is our vision this is what we're after then we can tailor our opinion and say hey you didn't meet your your vision this is not at right. all what you fucking told us it would be or mm. this is what you told us it would be but this would improve that you know what i mean and it, we're not just throwing our personal opinion onto the game we're kind of helping the development team reach their goal um and i feel right. like that's not happening whatsoever. Right. What happens is we all have our own opinion and we throw it out. We throw it out at them, and then it's everybody's fucking opinion coming into this big pile, and then nobody ends up happy. Right. So that's that's that's, that's the key. At the end of the day, is you have <clears throat> like my vision is I'm basing this my my improvements on cr trying to create you know an in depth footy game where all the basic elements work where there's risk reward for kind of a lot of the core concepts and which create variation which then the variation is what you know leads you to keep coming back and wanting more because there's a lot of different differentiation and um you know that's how i'm viewing this then the dev team in japan could be like nope we're trying to make a game that is, our vision is strictly Put some things in theirs for the older guys, and then put some things in theirs for the for the younger guy, and then everybody can enjoy. But really, what happens is nobody's happy. Yeah, and, that, and that's and if they continue I, that that down that road, it's just going to be the same thing where you know nobody's happy. Let me I ask you guys something. Oh, go ahead, Jose. I was going to say I think if their vision is to make a game that's pick up and play, then they've reached that because the game is pick up and play. But I feel like. Um, but that's do you want not... a game that's pick up and play, or do you want a game that actually lasts? I want right, both. Absolutely. I want both. Like, yeah. What is no, your exactly? I do want both too. I want both too. But um, I, I feel like that's not what football is. Football is not just you know pick up and play. Like you have to learn. You have to control the ball. You have to. I mean, it just 
that's first what I touch, want. Jose. You know? First that's touch, Jose. First touch. I asked people um, not that long ago on Twitter. Not a lot of people answered me. Only like three or four people answered me. But um, I, 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 I said, like, what is the most valuable attribute or skill a, a footballer needs? And and this this is what um, this this these attributes and skills would cover any position. Um, this is a must-have for any footballer. Um, and I didn't get a whole lot of responses. Um, the reason I asked that question is because, to me, it's obvious. To me, the, the, the most obvious thing any footballer needs is they need to know what to do with the ball. They need to be able to control the ball. They need to be able to pass the ball. Technique. Um, without that, without, without first touch and decent passing, you're not getting anywhere in the sport. Because everybody needs to control the ball and everybody needs to pass the ball. So that's the thing to me is is it should be the most important thing in a football game. And I feel like those two things are, to me, feel like they're far in the priority list. Yeah, right. like they, they feel like they're, they're third, fourth, fifth, sixth in the priority list. You know, like it, it's just... Like it, when it, I watch, when I watch Whedon's... Um, and he makes great videos, and this yeah, isn't enough for him good. at all. But when I watch his, when he puts like ticky tacky videos out, and it's one touch ping pong pass, and just the way the ball moves and the ball physics look, look just poor on the ground, like grounded passes, and then he scores a goal, and it's just like, does nothing I wonder, for us. I wonder if he is actually satisfied when he scores that goal. Like, I wonder if he is like, oh, this was awesome, blah, blah, Because I'm watching it. I was like, if I scored a goal like that, looking like a pin, fucking pinball machine, I would have been like, oh, that kind of that kind of didn't feel great. You know what I mean? Like, But maybe there's kids out That's there like, question. oh, my God, I just scored like Barcelona. Holy fucking shit. You know what I mean? Yeah, there's probably I, kids out there that are like, oh my god. And that's the problem. Like six, six ping pong pass. They probably call it something else, yeah, but. That's, yeah. that's the problem, though. I feel like, like as a Barca fan, I'm going to say Barca has ruined football. Like they, they really have. Like not, you, you can't. You, now you funny. have all these fucking players, all these teams, all these kids that think that any fucking team should be able to play the ball out the back. Any fucking defender should be able to pass the ball and pinpoint passes and fucking have perfect first touch. Any fucking midfielder should be able to fucking you know and and it's it's that's not the fucking case. These these fucking players. I love when you this, get passionate, you drop f bombs like yeah, fucking f bomb, take it, f bomb, take it. Open your fuck. heart, Jose. The the uniqueness of this of of that Barca generation is coming to an end, and that's why you see this four zero fucking destroy destruction of them. Like PSG, um, yeah. Yeah, because because that you that that golden generation that you know that 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 group of players that Barca ended up um, coming up with in the same generation, um, it, it, that generation's over, and and it's going to be a very long time before we see something like that again. And and now we have these kids that, thankfully for me as a bar as a Barca fan, this fucking generation lasted long enough that these kids don't know any better. A lot of people don't fucking realize that, you know, the reason you didn't see that before is because it's fucking difficult. Yeah, you can't. You, can't, <laughs> you need a yeah. certain certain amount of play, a certain type of players to do what they did. So, and I feel like now everybody expects that to be the the norm, and it's not. Lionel Messi's not the fucking norm. Right. Yeah, you know, he's like, underappreciated. He's, I, I he's, think 
he's criminally. so far from the norm and and Ronaldo and Messi existing in the same generation have turned this idea of what football is into like no these fucking guys are aliens <laughs> they, they they're they're not they're not the norm they're once every hundred years type of players it's funny they're they're probably the worst thing that could have happened to footy games those two yes like, yes absolutely. they're amazing to watch i mean i'm so, we're blessed to to be part of this generation and watch them but for footy games like what it's ronaldo terrible. and messi do to it's, the game is pretty terrible ronaldo messi and what fucking pep guardiola's barcelona did for football games is is horrible it's fucking ruined them There's so many people that probably don't understand what we're saying they're just so pissed <laughs> off i know <laughs> like you assholes <laughs> <laughs> Messi ruined footy games. What the fuck are you talking yeah. about? <laughs> well, I don't know, man. It's just, it, it just, I, I feel you. like if I, if I pull some Barcelona shit off in a, in a video game, I, I need to be like ecstatic. Right. And it should be something that is, that everything has to be right, you know? And, and, and I feel like I don't, it, it's so easy to do that. Yeah. It just makes really, the whole thing feel worthless. Yeah, it really does. Yeah, no, completely agree. I have some other just quick hitters, things that should be able to be done in a year. Uh, keepers were the, the the double saves, the triple saves. You know, decent right? with the ball in the air. The keepers were decent, but I I, I can't believe that they did all these mocap animations for keepers, and they not one of them, not one dev. Uh, person in Japan said, "Hey, you know what? What about when uh, someone's in on goal, one on one with the keeper? How should the keeper react? What should we mocap? Like when they rush out and go to the ground, and a player tries to round them? It's not possible we... anymore. It's not possible in this game. No. All right. So for uh, any of our um, British listeners who watched Manchester United over the FA Cup and and Mkhitaryan hit that sweet ass through ball." And Rashford was in on goal when he round the keeper and scored. You can't do that in PES 2017. Like, they completely left that out of the keeper department. Uh, so I figure that could be done within a day of just mo-capping <laughs> that for keepers. Um, that also cuts probably down, the yeah. hardest thing The hardest thing to do would, is to do the attacking AI because that really needs a lot of work from the CPU. Um, the tactical system, once again... For the second, yeah, the tactical system. Oh my god! Tactical man. system. Ta- and team it's masks. So, it's masked so well. <laughs> right. Team styles. It, while a great concept, one that I wanted after Pez Six, I said, "Oh, you know, team styles need to have team styles. It'd be great to have Barca play like Barca, AC Milan play like AC Milan." Well, uh, it's just it's just poorly poorly implemented. Great idea. And these are. This is what I'm talking about. Pez has these great ideas, and then they don't. Imp- they do them half-ass. They don't implement them properly. I mean, you have, you have three tactical settings: attacking, custom, and defense. And the AI doesn't use the custom, and the defensive tactic. I've probably said this like 30 million times on our previous podcast, but the defensive tactic is literally the same as 95% of the team's <laughs> offensive tactic. Yeah. Uh, except the back yeah. line, it drops a little bit, but it's yeah. it's the fucking same. It's like what were the? Uh, I don't even know if I don't even know if the data editors have access to those. Uh, I'm not sure. But if, for the Konami crew, like, how how are you not saying, hey, you know, uh, let's make it some, let's make some changes here, because then you have the attack and defensive mentality. 
which once again, PS2 days was great. It's a great concept. But now when I feel it, it's, it's really, I felt it mostly in Master League when the AI went to attack mode and they just felt superhuman and overpowered. And I really thought that was supposed to be, oh, you up your attacking mentality, you send more bodies forward. And then it comes back to the whole transition thing where, okay, the AI sends bodies forward, supposedly, but I intercept the pass or regain possession, and I want to hit them on a quick counterattack, and they're all back. Everybody's back defensively within two seconds. And I, it's just – so that, that attack defensive mentality, uh, great concept, not, not working like it shouldn't, should, like it did in the PS2 days. Um, and really the AI would still rather pass the ball into goal than hit long shots or, you know, take a player like Messi and try to beat three guys and create a moment of brilliance. You know, I still feel like it's, it's the AI is so about passing, passing, passing. And yes, I know it's a team game, but when you get in the final third, it's those individuals, the individual mm-hmm. brilliance of players that really create something. And you had that, you had that in the PS2 days, and, you, and we we still don't have that now. I want to so see I'm, Adriano rip thirty-five yard shots up like, ninety. You know? <laughs> I fucking love that shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, these are these things. Obviously, the AI would be the hardest, but I, I challenge any anybody listening. Go on YouTube and type in Pez 2011 tactical system or tactics. I mean, that shit was deep. It was awesome. I don't know why they got rid of it. Um, I just, I, I, I don't know. I, I just don't under, it, I don't understand. At what this point, dude, going I would, I would let, I would say just take fucking PS2 Pez. Let's just say winning 11-9. Copy and paste the entire fucking tactical system and put it into the next game. Because <laughs> I'd rather have that where I can where I can recreate pretty much anything I've ever seen in real life fucking football. Mm-hmm. Um and and you dated, and man. Do it's it. just it's just nostalgia talking. You don't know what you're yeah. talking about. And do it on the fly. Get over it. And 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 then I can change between three different fucking setups on the fly. And turn things on and off, like pressing on the fucking fly. And you know what I mean? Like, it just feel like the, the, the arrows and the way that you can give players individual instruction by just changing how offensive or defensive minded they were. Um, it, it just, it, it was. 12 year olds won't get it, bro. 12 year olds won't get it. But 12 year olds didn't get it back then. Oh, we did. And, we were smart. You know, yeah, <laughs> well, my my point my point is that like a, a hell of a lot of Pez fans played those games without using a lot of that and still had fun and, and still, still had a blast, right. you know. But then it was there for those for those of us that did want to put the time in and did want to figure things out and did want to tinker and mess with shit. Um, so I I don't know, dude. Today's today's system. Pez 17, the advanced instructions, the way all that shit sounded, it sounded great. And it and it in a lot of ways it is, but at the same time, it's so fucking limited. Right. It's and gotta be that first whole, step though, like that foundation. Thing in general, though. The whole tactical system in general is a, a limiting system because the AI doesn't change. Right. You you understand what I'm saying? It, it's it's like 
you know, you're playing uh, Pez 5, winning level 9 or whatever. You're, you're playing Master League in a knockout cup, cup competition. You're up 3-0 in the first leg against the team that cup? plays. Cunt, cunt cup competition. That's my favorite. <laughs> <You're>, <laughs> me too. <laughs> um, you're up 3-0 in the first leg against a team that is a defensive mind that plays a 4-5-1, and you go to play the second leg, and you're at the instruction screen. You're like, holy shit, they're coming out in a 3-4-3. And then you start playing the game, and they're... Dude, all I love the, that. I fucking love defense. that. Even just talking about it makes you want to go all, play it. Because yeah. it's like the AI, there was an algorithm written in there from a smart-ass Japanese developer who said, hey, look, in the second leg, we're down three goals. You know, we need to come out and attack. And they yeah. understood that, and yet we still—that was ten years ago, and and we don't have that today. And it's, I feel like I feel like the tactical system really plays into the how limited the AI feels in 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 seventeen. Because, like I was saying earlier, um, Brian, before I was telling you that I would like I would rather have a system where I can create by by using you know, sliders or, or, or some kind of option menu um, where, where, I can, where I can recreate a team that presses, a team that has a high line, a team like Barcelona that's very positional. Um, you know, I, I, I want to be able to recreate those things. What, you want to ruin footy gaming too? Just like they ruin Yeah, right, right. What the hell, Jose? Without having to fucking disgrace, select this tiki-taka <laughs> fucking advanced instruction bullshit. You know, because... First of all, Tiki Taka doesn't even fucking work like it does, like it, like the Tiki Taka option in PES does. That's not what it fucking is. <laughs> you know, That's like funny. I don't know, man. Like it, it just, I feel like I should be able to recreate things using some kind of slider system or some kind of like, you know, tactical instruction system. Um, I, I felt like I feel like the PS2 days had a way of allowing me to do that. You know, I, I can I can tell players which way to make their attacking runs, which space to attack, you know, like in, in, when, when we're attacking. Um, I can tell them my, my fucking um, right back and left back to, n- to not be defensive, to, to, to fucking push forward, you know, and, and not mm-hmm. drop down so far. Um, I can tell my, my defensive midfielder to be very defensive and basically drop in between the fucking defenders. I mean, right. I can do all this stuff. And back in back in the day in these fucking games, and nowadays I feel like it's almost impossible. Like I feel like I can't I can't get my 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 right and left back to do what they're supposed to do unless I activate these fucking stupid instructions. Right, that, it's, and it's know, like in order when to I... fix my right and left back and make them do what I want them to do, I have to activate the stupid ass instruction that makes other players do shit I don't want them to do. And it's like the <laughs> uh, the hug. No, you make perfect sense. Yeah, For is. example. I, if I want my wingers to stay as wide as possible, they still won't do it unless I hit the hug, unless I press the hug, hug the touch line. Other, but then it makes other players move in positions I didn't want them to go. Right. So he's, and, completely, and, he's completely right. And, and back in the day, if I wanted my wingers to fucking stay wide, I go in there and I select the fucking arrow that pushes him towards the sideline. Right. And they stayed there. And they fucking stayed there. It's like yeah. the game doesn't want you to be able to do that. And, and here's the thing, and, and I, I just want to say this real quick because we're we're about an hour in, right? Fifty-five um, minutes and fourteen yeah, seconds. I, I just want to say this real quick. It, it's this podcast 
ultimately, as it always kind of does, because we get into you know what we like to see change, this podcast is going to make it sound like, oh, here we go, 40 United guys, old fucking dinosaurs, bitching about Pez again, wanting to go back to the good old days, blah, 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 hating on Pez 2017. The reality is, if, if you actually kind of, you know, really hear what we're saying, the, the shit that could make this game, we want this game to take off to another level, and the things that could get this game there are really subtle things, and a lot of them are just basic fundamental gameplay elements being done right. And I have like a list here. I made, I did like a top three, and it's why were old footy games so good. And my number one core thing was the basic elements were done properly. Yeah, Ball you got physics, the basic fundamentals of football right. <laughs> right. The basic fundamentals were done properly and they all in according hand they in hand together. Right. Yeah. They they the hand in hand with a, a, a stat system that was built in to differentiate players. And then the third thing was just dynamic attacking and defensive AI that understood situational football. Those three core things, in a nutshell, obviously there are a bunch of other things, but as a core, those three things were Really, what made those old games great? Like, I was going back, and I'm playing these old games, and I'm studying them. Like, all right, why am I getting this sensation here, but not when I play PES 2017 or, mm-hmm. or FIFA, if I ever play FIFA? Like, why why am I getting them here? And those were the, the three things that, I really, that really hit me, especially number one. Like, it feels like PES 2017 and just this PES engine that they've been using for the past three, four years – it just feels like it was built ass backwards. Mm-hmm. Like I, I, I would love to see them do something in the whatever, whenever the next engine is. Whether it's actually the next engine is next year. I thought I dropped that for all, all the hints for you guys. Now I'm just kidding. That's fake news. Um, like <laughs> Alternative facts. <laughs> <laughs> like I would love them whenever they go to that next engine, whether it's you know the next generation of consoles or whatnot. Um, I would love them to just do the basics and go from there because it definitely does not feel like they they started with the basics like they built the game from the outside in instead of the inside out yeah, they built the, the game past around around fucking tiki taka and fucking super fast dribbling i think the engine got built that way yeah and the, that's, that's what's fucked up is like you have this engine and then they spend two years trying to make it make it play football it's right, like, no, that, you, you got to build a football engine. Like, you need a guy to be able to run across the pitch from left to right and pass the fucking ball. And then if they can do that, you move right. You like, like, yeah. I totally agree with you. It just, it totally feels that way. Yeah, you know, to go in line with what you were saying about the old games and what made those old games so good, um, I, I kind of been playing the old games too, and 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 I think what what you know what the real difference is. Um, yeah, I agree with everything you said, Brian, but. Um, I feel like what happens is uh, I think I've mentioned this before in, in previous podcasts when um, when I play FIFA, I feel like I'm I'm playing FIFA and I'm I'm I'm, I'm controlling a team, a unit. And uh, and everybody kind of has preset movement and whatnot. Right. Um, when I used to play Pez back in the day, I didn't feel like I was controlling one unit. I felt like I was controlling 11, 11 different players. And finding ways to make them work together. That's perfect. I love it. Um, and yeah. and I feel like 
today when I play Pez, it feels more like FIFA does in the sense of I feel like I'm controlling a unit, not right. not eleven different players. It it feels mechanical. It doesn't necessarily it, players don't necessarily dribble or move mechanical. I don't want them to get that misconstrued. No, right, but they right. they move like in a mechanical way as they units. Move, they they move as units. And 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 that's that's something that you know back in the day, and maybe it's to do with the way that the instructions were you were the way you were able to single out a player and and specifically tell them, you know how to move in the on the field. Um, maybe that has a lot to do with it. Maybe it doesn't. I don't fucking know. Um, point is, that's that that is what it is. Back in the day, I felt like I was controlling eleven different players and making them work. You know, using them. To the best, the best that I could, based on how good they were, based on their, based on their, their, their stats, mm-hmm. you know. Um, so nowadays, it just doesn't feel that way. I feel like if I really want to give somebody, and you know, if I really want my left and right back to go forward, um, I have to break other other things, you know. Like, and and back in the day, I didn't, I didn't have to do that. If if I only wanted my right back to go forward and my left back to stay back, I could do that. If I wanted them both to do it, I could do that. You know, whatever the fuck I wanted to do, I could do it. And and now I feel like I can't. I can't do it without sacrificing something else. And right. that makes everything feel to me like it's so tied together that um, everything just feels like one unit. And 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 I think that's why the game doesn't feel like it has the individuality that they used to the game that the that it used to back in the day and all that. But I feel like it's weird. Like in a lot of ways. Um, Today's games have individuality aspects that back in the day games didn't. But I think everything just comes back down to this one simple fucking thing. And that's back in the day, every player felt, every position felt like you can really make them do what they're supposed to do. Um, It felt like 11 different players, 11 different pieces rather than one large piece that, you know what I mean? Don't you think think that was part of the of exactly what they were trying to get across. I mean, the, yeah. the fucking name yeah. of the game was Winning 11. Yeah. I mean, I yeah. just feel like they've yeah. gotten away from that. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Let me oh, ask you guys go. a question. Let me ask you guys a question. Go ahead, bro. I, I, I've been thinking about this long and hard. Yeah. Because um, I, I am a I am a fanatic. I have my PS2 set up in my family room, and I've been playing Winning 11 6, 7, you're, 8. You're a long nine, and hard kind of guy. <laughs> I am a long and hard. I'm, 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 you know, all cock, no balls kind of guy. And, uh, <laughs> and I, I've been thinking about this. I, I was driving home from my buddy's house after I played FIFA 07. And I'm thinking about, and we, we didn't play the AI. We only played against each other. And then I was but that is the way to play that game, though, against other is. people. There's no, I'm no sure doubt. And... You know, obviously, I've been playing all these old school winning eleven games for the past few weeks. I'm going okay. It's been ten, at least ten plus years. What, honestly, what element aside from now, in besides graphics and the obvious upgrades in tech, um, what element besides having, you know, more range of passing and and being able to pass the ball into spaces you you really couldn't do back then you have you can't you have that ability now that you didn't have 10 years ago but other than that what has just 
taken off over the last 10 years in terms of basic elements uh, of a football game. And I'm, I'm thinking, I'm like, the tactical system was better 10 years ago. The, the ball physics were better 10 years ago. The variety was better 10 years. Something as simple as this. Something as simple as in those PS2 games, as assisted as they were, quote-unquote, there, there was no real manual. I mean, there was, but whatever. For the sake of argument, um, if, if, I, if I recover the ball you know, in, in my final third, and I looked up on the radar screen, and the, the opposition's back line was up at midfield, and I saw my striker starting to make a darting run behind the back line, I would hit, I wouldn't hit a lofted through ball. I would hit the lofted pass button and just boot it long and have my guy go get it. And the ball just freely dropped. It didn't go right to a person. And I was able to go get to that ball or fight for it and, and try to take it in on goal. And one of the things I, I really feel is missing now just the, the lofted pass, you want to hit a long ball, and it, it always goes to somebody, or you overhit it. Like, it's laser-guided to someone. It's lost. Even something like that has lost some of its freedom. Like, apparently, these games today are supposed to be more free, and yet those games 10 years ago, aside from the range of passing, you know, they actually feel more free. I mean, it's, it's fucking crazy. Like, I'm trying to think of elements that are legitimately better today than 10 years ago. The and only thing that I can think of is physicality. Other than that, nothing. There you go. That's one. Yeah, that's a good that's example. It. There you go. That's, 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 it, oh, that's a great example. I didn't think of that. That's it. Physicality, and I think the, the way physicality impacts how you defend. Mm-hmm. Um, so defending by side effect of physicality. That makes sense. And I feel like that's the one thing when I play the old games that I like, if there was one thing I could have from today's games, if I can only pick one thing to put in the old games that would make me super happy. And I, and I, the only thing that I can think of is physicality. I wish I had, I wish I had physicality of today's games in the old games. And I feel like I'd play, I could play that for fucking ever. Yeah, I agree with that. I didn't think about that. Good call. Good call. Jose. Now, Charles, I'm sure you, you want to say um, that the dribbling was better back then. So you, you want to talk about that? <laughs> yeah, that's a good transition. <laughs> um, talk about this question you posed where everybody shot you down. <laughs> no, I, I mean, I, I asked this question knowing knowing what people were going to say. So I just thought it'd be really good, fun discussion. The fucking and, dinosaur, uh, Charles. Oh, you suck my balls. <laughs> um, you guys fucking agree with me. Did, Brian, we had this conversation the other day. So I was funny to get some not, backlash not from eight, you. I think it's 16 directional with, with the right animations. You you tend to feel... Well, PS2 least, was eight directions. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but... So up, down, left, right, and then a, angles in between. No, no that's, that's right. But I'm talking about when you got to the PS3 and you had the analog stick. Like I, I feel like there was there was 16 in there. No, no, right. I like I, I too many. but the question the question was the question I'll get was, to the fucking question. <laughs> um, no, God. I mean So the the question was, you know, three sixty or eight versus three sixty. All right, hold on, I got this shit on my phone. Here we go. 
Which 360 gonna... isn't really 360 anyway. But... Yeah, which everybody this is going to be a hell of a discussion. This really could have been a podcast on its own. We're an hour and seven minutes in, but you know what? We posed the question. We're oh, going yeah. We're going to do it. We're going to do it. Um, while I'm looking at this, I'm trying to get the qu- the responses and stuff up. I was going to say, like, you guys are talking about what's missing in the old games. I would say, you know, there's, there's a lot we talk about all the time. And I like I like doing this stuff on podcasts, so I think more podcasts like this would be good. But I think in general, I just felt like anything could happen at any moment back then. There was more, mm-hmm. um, like like you said, B, you could play a ball out of the back and maybe create a goal a goal scoring opportunity out of nothing right? out of nothing yeah. every time somebody had the had the ball you feel like you were looking for an opportunity to make something happen at every moment because it felt like at any time a scoring opportunity could could develop and that made it fun and addictive to play like and that was kind of the arcadiness a little bit of it but i, I still think the games don't emphasize they need to overemphasize more like they used to like guys that can hit the ball let it, you know what? It might not be super realistic, but let him really hit the ball from 30 yards more often than not. Because, you know, you're condensing a 90-minute game into 10 minutes or 15 minutes. Like, it's you need to make these moments happen, not necessarily more often because we're saying that it's too easy to make them happen, but the players need to feel a little bit more car- caricaturized, I think. Yeah, I you know, agree. Like, have more personality to the point where it's almost... I would love to see them go too far and be like, you know what? Let's pull that back a little bit. Like... You know, Ozil's hitting way too many 30-yard uh, yeah. curving around defender balls. Let's pull it back a little bit. But get to that point where, like, you just can't fucking wait to get him the ball to play in that final ball. Like, we're not there. No. You know what I mean? Or you just can't wait to get the ball to Suarez's feet because he can score from any angle, you know, and he's always in the right position. Or you can't wait to get the ball to Messi because he's really going to dribble around three guys. And it might – I just want it to be, like, more pronounced. But anyway – I'd like to see that. Let's get to these. this question. The question on Twitter was, pod question, boys and girls. 360 degree dribbling or eight directions with increased animations. Yes, we're serious. Thoughts? And uh, here come all the bitches. Response. Should I read them? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Actually, no, this is great because I don't know if we need to address them one by one, but I will read them one by one to give you the general consensus. It's exactly what we anticipated was that 360... Because it sounds like you're going back in time. And that's what we're going to try and at least... I'm not going to try and convince anybody. I'm just going to say that I don't think this whole idea of 360 right now is super modern. I don't think we're getting real 360 by FIFA no, or PES. No, And I think the, no, you, no people way. need to get over that idea of the 360 is so modern and in an older style. It had merits too, so that's what we're going to talk about. Anyway, Dave Pisani, 75, says 360 all the way. Why go back in time? Mike Manley, we love Mike. He says, 360 all day, lads, creates that full control feel when controlling a player. Ah, can I say this real quick? Mm-hmm. Um, that that is, my, that is my only argument between the 360 and the going back to the directional pad or, what, yeah. or anything like that is that going – when you play on the directional pad, especially those older games, you know, all right, if I time it right – and I go 45 degrees this way, I know my player's going that direction. Whereas with the analog stick and the sensitivity of the dribbling, if you are not precise, your player's going to go do something, go in a different direction than you had planned. And that was something that just really, really bothered. Like, that sense of control kind of dwindled going to 360. Yeah, Yeah, man. Yeah. 
But anyway, go ahead, continue. Uh, Gordon Awani said, we love Gordon too. Some of these guys always respond and uh, always listen, always give us positive feedback. So thank you guys, especially the regulars who always listen. Um, Gordon says, 360 with added animations. Dale, MCC, says, I think whatever works best with the animations. If it looks better, it should feel better. Shales says, can you replicate a messy run with only eight directions, motherfucker? He didn't say motherfucker, yes. but I added that. <laughs> um, Tim Mann, two ends, with a seriously emo haircut or something going on. It says, 360 dribbling creates freedom not just for dribbling, but for passing and shooting. Why would anyone want to change that? You got a point. David Kubayak. And if I'm mispronouncing your names, which I'm sure I am, guys, I'm so, um, sincerely... I apologize. 360 equals game changer. Hashtag Pez 2018. Hashtag Konami. Motherfucker. <laughs> Cone, K-O-E-N, says it's 2017. Eight-way dribbling shouldn't be an option anymore. Yeah, yeah. So, you're old as fuck, Charles. This guy's, his birthday was uh, 2012. So, uh, <laughs> you shouldn't be on Twitter, dude. Um... Okay, let's talk about this. Here's the first thing I want to say, and you guys can address it next because I'm most important. I don't really think that, okay. Jesus Christ. Um, <laughs> you, have to, you have to unsay everything you say and be so politically correct now, man. Um, anyway, I, I, B and I talk about it all this time, and Jose, we talk about it too, but I miss that feeling of control, of knowing exactly where my player was going to go. Mm-hmm. And I miss the distinct feeling of dribbling a ball. I think when you go outside in real life and you run around with a ball, it feels different than to just running around without a ball. Or sorry, than just yeah. running around with a ball. You have is a complete freedom of motion in real life, obviously. If I want to go left, I'll go left. If I want to go two degrees left, I'll go two degrees left. But do you even really fucking think about that in real life? Do you think about moving in 360 degrees or do you think about moving away from a defender? Or trying to, you know, move with the ball. When you have a ball, you are more confined than without the ball. So I, I don't necessarily think we have to move back to eight directions. And they can come up with some fancy marketing term for it. And then everyone will be fucking happy. Just the fact that eight directions sounds so archaic and old compared to 360 degrees. That's just such a fucking marketing term. The EA yeah. decided it's we so all need to shove false, up our asses man. like fucking crack. You know, I mean... <laughs> It doesn't need there there are other ways. And in my opinion, footy games just went down and further away from the goal when they started being obsessed with three hundred and sixty degree dribbling, to my own mind. Yeah. And and I, I will say this. I'm a i am I keep saying this. I'm a huge believer in three hundred and sixty degree dribbling as soon as they rein it in. And to me, the way you rein it in, and what I mean is you put some you confine that movement to a way we all understand, that's foot planning. But until yeah. we get foot planning, then you should throw out the 360-degree idea because, because it makes movement feel like mush to me. So how about not either or? How about, like, let's make the 300 – we'll just call – and I'm going to call regular dribbling the way it is now, whether it's 360 or not. I'm going to refer to the way dribbling is now in games and just call it 360. So let's say – what if you had 360-degree dribbling all the time and maybe you wanted you wanted to use your analog sticks, but you wanted to be able to snap – to eight direction degree dribbling, those moments where you really wanted to make that tight. What if R two became eight way dribbling? What That's if you tie it? What if you tie it to a trigger? This is the stuff I'm interested in. It's not all 
one way or the other, but trying to convey a vision. It's like, okay, so how do we, these guys like 360, they like the movement, but how do we give them a little more control in these certain areas? Because to me, R2 dribbling has been fucking broken for a long time. It's been useless. And yeah. useless. Or maybe it's the other way around. Maybe, maybe it's eight-way or 16 when you have the ball by default, and it's 360 degrees defending or running without the ball. And when you get the ball, see, okay. your movement's more confined. De- yeah, 360-degree movement is one thing. Yeah, and I don't agree with that guy who said you can't, even if you have eight-way degree dribbling, you could still have 360-degree passing. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. Like, we're talking dribbling. We're not talking, we're not talking passing. We're not talking movement, shooting. We're talking dribbling. Right. And the thing in, in real life, when you, if you take a ball out right now and start dribbling around with it, you can't move in 360 degrees. You can't. You can't. Well, it's kinematics. It depends on where your planted foot is, where what your athleticism is, what your positioning is, and I really do think once if they if you could do foot planting, then the three sixty degree problem is it's fixed too. It fixes itself. It's gone. Yeah, yeah, no, I agree. I I think I feel like um, the thing like okay in real life, of course you can move in any direction you want, right? And and yes, we have full three hundred and sixty degrees. We move in any fucking direction we want. The, the thing I'm getting at is that when we start talking about 360, you start talking about th- literally 360 different directions. Yeah, like you know you how could pick that on a little tiny analog are? stick. Like, That's not yeah, a good dude, way like to that, input it. It's not, dude. Like, it's just fucking impossible. And, and, you know, we're not that precise with our movement, with our full body movement. How the fuck can we be that precise with a joystick? You know, like it just, it's just not, it, it's, it doesn't work. Besides, I do think that 360 degree dribbling the way that it is in 2017 games is not really 360 degrees. It's more like maybe 32. Um, but even but that it is up that point, even at 32 degrees, it's too many. It, it's too many because if you are just the slight bit off and your guy does something you didn't want to do that kills Go, a goal scoring opportunity, yeah, you're like, that, you're like, mm-hmm. fuck dude. Like what the hell? Like that, that's the illusion. control that you miss. Yeah, it gives that's you this stuff. illusion of more that's control. That's the only thing I would say. But yeah, but in those tight situations, do you really have more control? Like you don't. Right. You know, like in those tight situations where it really matters, you don't have that that tight control because um, because it's a tight situation and you're really trying to squeeze in and, and, and really aiming in that direction with the joystick is fucking hard. Dude, footy games all went downhill for me when... Konami took away the step overs from the shoulder buttons. Yeah. Put them to the right analog stick. Yeah, but what made step <laughs> over, what, over what made step overs work, B? You're sitting there, you're jamming L1 to do a bunch of step overs. But then what what was the thing? No, it it was, was the 45 degree turn out of the right, step over. Exactly. Out of the step yes. over. And the yeah. thing is you could always cut those step overs at any point in time and cut out of them. So you could let them go for the full step overs and cut, or you could go, you could do one step over, about to do another one, but decide to cut, and it looked realistic. And like you could beat what, players by just shit. using the cuts because of the this eight right. way, sixteen way. I just want to get back to that where when you're on the ball, you feel like you can cut directions, and um and really you know miss, misstep yeah. defender. But I also think that's part of this generation too. Of you know we want to we want to humiliate people. Like I was looking at a headline the other day, and it was what was it? It was the game Ronaldo played, and he um he uh, nutmegs a defender with a. Uh, yeah, I'm having such snake. a brain fart. The flip flop with the, yeah. with the <laughs> yeah, but it was funny. It's like I was just looking at the headlines and because I'd seen them all day and they came up on my phone and I and I think that's what got me thinking about it is how many of them were like 
Ronaldo ruins a defender's career. Yeah. Sends him. Yeah. It wasn't like, check out this awesome skill. I swear to God, it's how it used to be. I'm not trying to be like up on my high horse or anything and say, I'm really not. But it just amazes me that that's kind of the mentality now is like yeah. you have to embarrass someone. Like you have to, you have to wreck them. <laughs> that's like, and it's, it's like that's what you want to do in games too. And players don't who care. They don't care who they fucking do it with. If they do it with John Terry in the back, like you said, but they just want to know they instant gratification, man, dribbling all the time. And I, I go back to what we we said earlier. I just think with better communication, you you some players are gonna be pissed off, but as a whole, I think people are gonna appreciate that and 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 embrace it at the end of the day. But you have to make it feel really fucking good. You don't need to do stepovers. It used to feel amazing to, with 45 degrees. How about dribbling a keeper? Go back and play winning 11-6. Get a breakaway, which, by the way, you're going to work your ass off for about four games to see one breakaway. To -hmm. the point where then when you finally get a breakaway and you miss it, you're like, oh, my God. But it fuels that desire to get another one. And then you get another breakaway, right? And this time... You actually dribble around the keeper. No, let's let's take that back. You don't quite get around him, but you get that first movement, and he gets a hand to it when he goes to ground and knocks it out. You're like, oh fuck, that was base. So you then you play more games, and you finally get that breakaway again. And this time, you actually dribble around the fucking keeper and slot the ball in like a cheeky motherfucker and embarrass him and wreck him and all the shit you want to say you do now. And you feel fucking great, man. You can't even do that in games now. You can't dribble yeah. the keeper. FIFA's never had it unless you do these super stupid skill moves, which almost glitch out of the way. Of the yeah. keeper's animation, yeah, and it doesn't happen. It, it, that whole, that whole thing I just described—that risk reward of, of living for those moments too. Be like, oh, when am I going to see another breakaway? Because they didn't happen, and and then you finally get around. Just fucking awesome. Or maybe the next time the keeper comes out and you've worked. I remember each Pez game. I used to love to chip the keepers. I remember it's there was like an L one <laughs> chip, and then there was a hold R one after you try to shoot for a lower chip. Because I was, I remember watching. Uh, Dude, I love going back to World Cup 98, but like I was a little kid then and, and I was a striker, right? And it, it like it never occurred to me that you could chip keepers as they go down in real life and stuff. Like I learned how to chip keepers in real life from Pez. Yeah. And from watching Dude, like I it on TV. So you know? much from Pez. I learned a lot from Pez. And it's yeah. like I, and I remember those moments that everything would come together where and it wouldn't happen all the fucking time. This wasn't an exploit where you could just chip the keeper all the time, but it had to come together where like you were on a breakaway or maybe you were a 1v1 with the defender and the keeper comes out and it's just that perfect. And you could feel it. You feel the anticipation like, oh shit, this situation is coming. Like, am I going to be ready for it? Am I going to be able to have my, because remember how sensitive it was? Mm-hmm. Like chip yeah. it. And if you could just get it right with the right player and you're waiting for those moments to come out, it felt unbelievable. And I think that's what it was too is like, it kept you playing because you you learned moments in the game. You learned how to identify them and then what to do and what not to do through trial and error, through the training mode in the game, through you knew when to cross, when to shoot, and when you would we were likely to have the most success. And it just kept you coming back. It was an, it was fucking addictive. That they need to get back to that to make the gameplay addicting. You know? And yeah. and, and ugh, it's to me a lot of that is this dribbling. Like, I'm getting fucking amped about it right now. It's just talking about being able to dribble players, be able to dribble keepers. But I'm not talking about stepovers. Maybe, or not, sorry, not stepovers, but like more elasticos and all that shit. Like, you know, B stepovers are great. The turn out of it is the big deal. The, the right. Zidane 360 the that we used to do with Henri, you know, like it, it. But the only thing that made it feel awesome was just they had that, it was that timing moment where a defender would right. step in and just getting by him. 
no ketchup risk, bugs. Risk reward. No, you know, yeah, you risk, risk reward. Rock, paper, scissors. I swear to God, ball. every single dribbling should be like a rock, paper, scissors with, with, with when it's 1v1. And I don't feel like there's enough balance of, of 1v1s anymore or 1-2s and really manipulating space. And, and that just goes back to what you said, B. We just got to get the fundamentals back. And yeah, man. It's, it's, oh, Jesus yeah, Christ. Yeah. I could just go yeah. on and on. But listen, that's yeah. why I'm talking about the dribbling. I'm, obviously, I don't want to go back to an archaic method, but I think you guys are, your listeners who are saying eight-way is so old and it's the... I'm not necessarily saying it isn't. It's just I'm trying to say let's have an open mind because I don't think 360-degree dribbling solved any problems. We can go back no. and look at what worked. It and probably then, created more problems. Yeah, yeah, and then we can, we can see what worked. Why did it feel good? Like how can we implement that moving forward with 360 or not? You know, and Ma- Matter <laughs> of fact, when I played 17, um, I remember I, for a while – I was telling you guys that I was having trouble with the dribbling. Turns out that that controller actually is broken. I remember <laughs> you said that. So at first I thought it was the little joystick pads that I was using, but no, it's it's actually the controller doesn't work. <laughs> like it's shit's fucking busted. Anyway, um, so I was using the D-pad for a while, and for passing it wasn't very good, but um, but for dribbling it was fucking amazing, and it it, it just it made the animations look better. It made like just the the feel of the dribbling just felt so much better, um, and 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 I feel like it really is it really is a good solution. Like it just it's it's predictable. You you know what you're gonna get. You know with with the with the D pad and 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 I feel like you know you the the way that the dribbling systems work in the new games, you have this tighter control than you did back in the day. Back in the day, it didn't matter if your dribbling stat was ninety nine. You know, um, there was a limitation to how close you can keep the ball because of the tech. And and there were certain situations that really, you really couldn't do much about. Whether your dribbling stat was 99 or 50, the little sidestep fucking um, uh, um, animation and, and, and that 45-degree or whatever sidestep. That little um, tap R2 as well to make like a 90-degree sidestep while facing yeah. the ball and then forward again. like. Yeah, it all, it all works so well together, and they need to find a way to make that work now. What do you think yes. about putting eight way on R two or something like that, like a hybrid? I think I think something like that would be would be really cool. I feel like they they really need to figure out something with that R two button. It, it, <laughs> right, it can't what, stay what, what the it way has, it is. Right, it, it has to have now. full freedom. Right. Yeah, dude, yeah, you have to have full freedom with that with that with when you activate that dribble that button, you, you should be able to go in any direction you want. None of this fucking I'm facing the goal 100% of the time. You know, like it, you should be able to move however you want in whichever direction you want. And you know what they could do, Charles? They could make it. They could do eight-way dribbling and just market it as tired control dribbling. Well, that's all it all Dude, fucking is anyway. That's, that's, nobody that's has what to I was going to get at. That's and what I was going to get at. Nobody has to know. Nobody yeah. has to know what, what the mechanics of it really are. You hold R2 and you have... As you get in close to somebody, you have that little tighter control, and you hit you hit the forty five degree angle just as they're about to put their foot in, and exactly, you exactly, or, or or even or even the other way around, they can make the general dribbling, let's just say sixteen directions, um, and then make the three sixty, put that on R two, yeah, put put yeah, 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 some something like that, something to that to to that, you know, I don't know, man, like they need to figure something out here. The thing the thing here is. We we hear this 360 degree 360 degree. We've been hearing it since the since the last generation started, um, but 
we haven't really heard much about this 360 degree, degree dribbling in a, in a couple of years. Like it hasn't really been a, a marketing point, right? Like now they just say, oh, um, closer control dribbling, blah, 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 right? But nobody mentions this 360 degree anymore like they did, like FIFA did back in the day when it first came out. Um, I feel like at this point they can make this change and, 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 and improve the dribbling this way by making it 16 directions, eight directions, whatever, um, something feasible, something that we can actually do with our hands using this fucking controller. Well, you know what amazes um, me is that it doesn't take any player. Okay. Remove skill moves, remove passing, remove everything. Put one fuck, put Lionel Messi on the touchline, give him a ball. All right. And you're on, you're on your, your sky cam, your side view cam, same way you, you play the game. Move around with the left stick. Does it feel awesome? Does it look awesome? Is it addicting? Does it, can, do you think about it when you're at school or at work and you're just like, God, I just can't wait to get home and just fucking left stick dribble. That's what you do more than anything is passing. Get to that point. I'm sorry, but like put one fucking player on the field, give him a ball, and make left stick dribbling feel and look fucking awesome. Yeah. Just that, and then, and then make passing feel and look fucking awesome. Just with one, oh, I'm serious. Like, and I know, that, oh man, he says make it look awesome. That that's probably a lot harder to do than it, I'm sure it's not simple. But like, don't try and do a million things first. Just just make the fundamentals feel really good. Because yeah. left stick dribbling, it might feel great to beat a player with skill moves and stuff, but it doesn't feel good to just dribble around with the left stick. It no, doesn't. It doesn't in look, FIFA it or PES, look and it looks like trash yeah. in both yeah. of them. Like, and you do a ton of that, and the passing doesn't. It should feel great to take the ball, dribble like five yards, and, and then pass a ball back to your keeper. Make that mm -hmm. feel good. How do you do that? That's the question. That's the development question. You sit around a table or whatever, and you say, how do we make it feel good to just dribble with the left stick 10 yards and then make a five-yard pass back to our keeper? How do, but the thing is, you have a controller in your hands. You've got the kinetic energy. You, like, you can, the way that pass should look, and you can make that. I truly believe you can make the mundane, everyday parts of the, of the game feel fun and and better than they do and i feel like that's what the old games did better i just think play the leak just play the uh uh pest 14 leak demo well a lot of people <laughs> didn't like that though bro i mean i would I say know, i'm just uh, but 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 when you when when you're saying like you know passing felt good in that game um maybe it wasn't the best it's ever been but then the ball movement the way the the it, it just had this good feel about it um, and the dribbling had this good feel about it, and it looked good. Um, yeah, sure, in tight situations, it was slow responding, and there were issues. But I feel like, you know, that's kind of, it was a start, you know? Yeah. Like it, you, it know was... you know I agree with you. But I go All back right. to the old games and still feel good. You know, yeah, I agree, shit. yeah. Same, you take a same. shit on this 15-minute dribbling conversation? <laughs> yeah, we know we do. I want to hear you, B, you talk some more about it, because I know... You have opinions about, it, and then we'll no, wrap it up. I'm, I'm, I'm good with, uh, I'm good with what you guys said. I like the R two idea, to be honest with you, because that right now, there, there's only there's like sprinting and there's normal. There's not not even like a slow, kind of jog. It's the normal. It's like uh, a quick jog, and then it's like a sprint in terms of dribbling. Like they lost, people slow down, you know, speed mm -hmm. up. And they've lost that like slow down, speed up uh, kind of aspect. And I just think the 
just the running in terms of the transitionings between slowing down and and going into a sprint. It's just it's just off for me, you know. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I agree. Yeah, I agree. I I also think um in really tight spaces. I just feel like in general terms, in really tight spaces, the games need to improve. Right. Um, in every in every way, like you should be able to pass the ball in really tight spaces much better than you can. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like that's that's you know I, I've I've been asking for fucking better play in tight spaces for like five years at least since I started podcasting. Um, so for me, that's a that's a big point. Um, dribbling in tight, tight spaces and passing and movement in tight, tight spaces needs to fucking improve. No more of this. You, you run into players and you clip and you fucking know they need to figure that out. Right. And I think that is really what's going to make these games feel truly feel next gen. And I feel like we're, we're two generations into this next gen <laughs> and it still doesn't feel next gen to me. Like it still feels like they still haven't even improved on the fucking PS2 days. Yeah, in a lot and of just, ways. Just keep the game simple. Mm-hmm. You know. Like, so we have. Oh, go ahead. No, no, no. Go ahead. I talk too much. I'm. I got to No, stop. I, was, I was gonna go. I got some things on Twitter. Um, Stars, Stars, the one said he wants to see a five v five mode. He wants that street gangster pro Evo shit. <laughs> I like to see. I like to see like. A I would love to mode. see a five v five. I think. Yeah. I think a futsal oh, mode would be amazing. Fucking yeah. awesome! I mean, I they, think, they don't I think, do any other modes. You might as well add something for once. I think them them forcing themselves or attempting this would help with the, the tight spaces um, issues. Oh yeah, totally. Um, it would help them. Who's um, the Spanish foot the futsal player who's just fucking dirty? Oh, they do ridiculous he, shit. Oh my god! He, the one he, dude on Spain, he's amazing. A Spanish player. The, the guy. I'm pretty the, sure it's Spain. The guy that I've seen is a Portuguese guy. His name's Ricardinho. Ricardine. Yeah, never mind. That's him. I'm sorry. He's fucking good. That's that's the guy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's Portuguese. I thought it was Spanish. I think I love watching sure Ronaldinho play. You might be right. You might be right. Yeah. Right. Um, Shells ask, "What would you put on the shelves in a new pet shop?" My first thing would be have the ability to get the my club legends. Yeah, yeah classic, classic shop. players. It feels like a waste right now for me. It does. But why I, do you want classic players? Because they have more personality. Because they had more personality. Still, they did. They had more personality back then. And because we grew up with them, like we grew—that's right. we grew up yeah, knowing. But, like, yeah, but like, still... I'm to take your side of this, Jose, because what you just said, I used to say, and you corrected me weeks ago, podcasts ago, and you were like, <laughs> you know what? You, you were like, you know what? We have just as much personality now. I don't believe it. And no, I think I—I I mean, I—I'm I, between. I think we had—I think, had, think we had more characters than you know, and I. We just did, but we, but there are plenty of personalities out there now that, there are. that we just don't celebrate as much in our footy games. I'm not even talking about real life. I'm talking about in our footy games. Like, there's ways to do it. There's guys with chips on their shoulders. There's there's pretty boys. There's rocket thirty yard guys. There's strong defenders. There's ways to like. I want to see what was that? What was the what FIFA game? Was it or was it a? Didn't Adam work on a soccer game years ago? for ubisoft oh, yeah. or something that was like where yeah. the players like oh, yeah. rooney football. looked like you know like a fucking goon and and yeah, uh, peter crouch was you know looked like uh looked like um a lanky string bean <laughs> <laughs> i was gonna say gary <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, gary. love you gary man <laughs> you always did remind me of peter crouch though that and uh man. um 
I, you know, just like it infuse a little bit more personality into the game. And I feel like that's what it used to do. And it could stand to use some more because these games, I hate to say it, but they, they, they kind of end up feeling just a little stale mm-hmm. after, after, you know, they need something to liven them up and, and make it have some more staying power and some more personality, I think. Yeah. Uh, I'm so bad yeah. about getting off topic. What other responses <laughs> did you get, B? Um, Hold on. Let me do something real quick. Uh, Hulkamania would like to join the podcast. Um, Sweet his ass. He has some. Uh, I, I think it'd be good to have a community guy come on for a podcast and get his thoughts because he had sent me a an inbox on WMB private message saying, "Hey, I, f- I feel a lot about how you guys feel about um, you know the current." footy game genre and we'd love to chat about it so you know what would be really interesting definitely get him on anybody who wants to come on should should come on oh That'd yeah we but you know what would be really I, interesting I, is like I, we tend I, to get I've guys had, hmm? go ahead I, I would love to have like Vito on I think it'd be fun well I was <laughs> thinking we tend to get guys who agree with us like, right, I um, want to get a guy what if we like, got somebody on who like guy. fucking disagreed with us on shit and we could just that'd be awesome yeah I agree I was thinking the same thing right now the the democratic discourse of why do you like something here here's our position and see if we can come to an understanding isn't that what democracy is all about uh, mm-hmm. not anymore yeah <laughs> did you guys nope, see what happened in be, Sweden in Sweden get... in Sweden did you see what happened no. absolutely nothing to say no <laughs> they played Pez and nothing happened. Just like everywhere. Uh, no Pez moments. You think, you think about wrapping it up, B? Uh, it up, yeah. B? I always feel like at the end of these, we need to have like a fun segment again. Our either or was kind of cool. And um, yeah, I like that, that one. That's that not right? It was. It's also one fifteen in the morning. I don't, you yeah. know what? I don't yeah. even care. <laughs> I don't even care. Well, I haven't talked about Pez probably since our last podcast because I just. I get and, amped, and like, dude. Like Do you I go to bed the after these? I can't sleep after these podcasts. Like I'm up. It's it's like, <laughs> like, like I said from the beginning, dude. It's like, it's not the the game is not far off. There are little basic changes they could do, like adding a fucking first touch stat, fixing the pressing, fixing the ball physics, make more passing error, like. And tie it in the stats. Like, that shit is, it can't be that fucking hard to do. That would just elevate the game to Even a new level. Even just a first touch, a variation on first touch with these guys right. in 2017 would make the game. It'd just be another element that would just take it to another level, I think. It's, you know? Yeah. I and agree. once again, to yeah, reiterate, like B says, we like the game. Like, we. God, you know, we've been doing this podcast that's for like four or five worse. fucking like, years. Like, you yeah, have see, to know that we want the game to be great. <laughs> right. That's what makes it worse is, like, we do like the game, but it, there's the part that's like, yeah, but we could have liked it so much more if they just, yeah, like that. They just fucking got their head out of their ass and were like, all right, let's see. What are the basic elements and how do they work? What are the... There are these small things. I feel like, well, it seems to me like they're small things, and... Fucking, I feel like they're small things, so I'm going to call them small things. Right. There are these small things to me that would make such a massive difference. And it's obvious that they know how to do it. 
I like how we talked about you know, dribbling. They fucking have examples. They yeah, know no, the, what the fuck to do. The examples are definitely there, even just in games. And they can look at other games. I just, mm-hmm. I swear, look at other games that are doing things successfully. And I think that this resurgence of the hard games market of difficult games, and I said it already, but I think it's a chance. I think it's an opportunity because FIFA's not doing it, man. FIFA's getting oh, no, they're kiddier, not, kiddier, yeah, they're, kiddier. Why can't we not, have a Dark Souls soccer bad. game? Yeah, Why can't absolutely. we have that? That's what Pez mm-hmm. kind of was, I think. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I, I feel like I feel like they're in the driver's seat. I feel like Konami's in the driver's seat. They can do whatever they want with Pez because Pez fans are going to follow. And they have an opportunity to take the un, the people that are unhappy with FIFA and currently unhappy with Pez because Pez has no real true identity right now. Um they have they have an opportunity to really take all those people and bring them on board. Mm-hmm. You know, by giving Pez its identity back and not trying to be fucking FIFA. I, I think there's, there's like you said, I think there is a segment of FIFA's fan base, the, the people that are not your casual gamers, the people that are not obsessed with the licenses. There's a segment there because they can't, people that are obsessed with license licenses and people that are casual game, gamers, it can't be 14 million people. That fit no, in those two categories. No, it can't yeah. be that buy those games. 14, yeah. 15 million people. It, it can't be. There's got to be a segment there that is just, this is what I got. That's dying for something, an alternative. And Pez could be that if they wanted to. Or if they want to continue to be FIFA's bitch, then, you know, that's what <laughs> we're going to get. <laughs> yeah. At the end of the day. You know what? And if they want to continue to be FIFA's bitch... Fix the little things we've been asking for, and the game is fine. <laughs> I mean, you know, like, it's not that far off. I don't, it's okay if you don't go back to the PS2 days where every player had this, their uniqueness and all that kind of stuff. But give us those little things that Brian mentioned in the beginning. You know, it just, it, 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 it's not that far off, PES 17. It really isn't. And I think that's what's make that's what makes it the most that's what makes it most frustrating. Right. <laughs> is that it's so close. And then, you know, like like I mentioned, there's 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 two or so games out of fifteen that are fucking amazing. If 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 they can make if they can reach a point where eight of fifteen mm-hmm. are amazing and you know what I mean? Like that would be uh, that would be great. Like there's there was one game where I was playing Italy versus Brazil. And Neymar scored two or three goals, and but they were, they were the type of goals where he took on almost like it was like the PS2 days where somebody would take you on, where he took on two of my guys and beat two of my guys and and scored like an upper ninety shot, and I was like, yes, that is what this game has been missing from the PS2 days, but it's so few and far between. Mm-hmm. Like Messi's the best player probably ever. And when I play against Barcelona or Argentina, I can mark him out of the game. He doesn't do shit against me. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just, I don't know. It should, I can't be, it should be more difficult to, yeah, right. no. It's it the Henri concept, like PS2 days, where I used to shit my pants anytime I played France or Arsenal because I knew Henri, I could double mark him and he was still going to get his chances. And yeah. it was scary. Yeah, and then there was then there was the fact that Henri also had Burkham alongside him. That you know what I mean, like or fucking uh, um, 
or fucking beat ass around, you know, like just, I don't know, dude, there's, there, there's the, the individualities, the fucking, like you said, the shitting your pants when fucking Ronaldo picks up the ball. And when fucking Adriano picks up the ball, you're like, don't let that fool turn around. Cause he's going right, to put the ball. Right. In right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like the, there's, there's, there's <laughs> so that. True. And like, it, it has to be, it has to come back. Has that to. has to come back like to, to, you know, it, it's because it's, it's not. It's I not hope Pez so. Without it, it's not Pez without it. That's that's. It's not exactly. It's not, and it hasn't been. Mm-mm. <laughs> yeah. All right, gentlemen. I think it's time to wrap it up. All right. I think we need an either or. All right. I think we, we need. Okay. I think we need to think of two iconic World Cup matches. And mm. if one of them never happened, or so I guess. If the opposite result ha- happened, like what would you change? Which one would you change? The one I'm thinking about because I'm in, in 98 right now would be Argentina Holland. Uh, what about Holland Brazil? Yeah, and that's both Holland. So, <laughs> but obviously, if they didn't think, beat Argentina, but, they wouldn't have got to play Brazil. So <laughs> yes, but if they, I remember reading Birdcamp's book, and yeah, which I still have. I need to right. finish that. And and they um. And they interviewed Henri, and Henri was saying, we were hoping for Brazil to win because Brazil, we only had to worry about Ronaldo. And he was saying, Holland had so many great players, we were literally scared to play Holland. Like, they didn't want any part of Holland. And if fucking Patrick Clivert would have scored (laughs) on any of his, like, ten chances besides the header. I know. Oh my god, he he wasted so many fucking chances in that semifinal. I think it's crazy. As far as players talking about other players, listening to Henri talk about Bergkamp is so fucking enjoyable. Anytime I mean, he he brings it up all the time, like talks about his professionalism at the club, yeah, just in training with, and just he played in with games Zidane. And, he still he still said Bergkamp was the best yeah, he ever played with. Yeah, I love listening mm. to Henri talk about Bergkamp. Should we do a game like this, or should we now? Yeah, I like How this. about... All right, let's do... How's this? Keep it 98, because there's another if, match if I was infuriated Brazil, about. If Holland beats Brazil in 98, I think they beat France. All right, so we're going to go... Okay, the first game is Holland-Brazil. Would you change that, or would you also change a World Cup? I was going to go to a different World Cup, but let's keep it in the go, same go World there. Cup. No, let's right, go, right. Well, hear me first. Argentina-England. Oh, man. Because I think if England wins that game... They don't beat Holland, though. I don't know, man. I mean, I agree with you, but I just... <sighs> there was something special about that team that year, I, I think. You know, the red card with Beckham and just... It, Batistuta and... Oh, my God. Like, that game was so charged. And the goal they called back... Um, oh, man, that game. I'm going to oh, vote. Was, but who do they oh. have? They had? They had Shearer and Owen and Skulls. And then you had Beckham whipping in crosses. Lasso was on that team too, wasn't he? You know, I'm going to I'm going to vote that I would I would I would change I, England. I, I'd let England win because I already had my Holland moment with Holland Argentina. The Bergkamp goal was it that was that World Cup for me. So like I'm going to change. I still I still that, remember where I was when I saw that goal. That is Bergkamp. That is Bergkamp. Yeah, that was amazing. There's certain World Cup goals where you remember I remember where I was when USA beat Portugal. Yeah. Um, I remember where I was um, uh, when Roberto Baggio missed the, missed the penalty. Um, 
I remember where I was for Holland Orange too when I when I saw the Burkamp goal. I remember that as clear as day. My dad sitting on the couch reading the newspaper. I'm going, holy shit! I'm literally like freaking out when I saw that. Um, I'm trying to think. My brother and I stayed up World Cup 2002. I remember we we stayed up late at night because the the Germany USA game was at like three or four a.m. and we stayed up. The first game was England Brazil in 2002 when Ronaldinho hit that free kick over David oh Seaman. Oh my god, <laughs> dude! I remember uh, the Van Persie goal on the plane with you. Yes, I remember where I was. That for was that. awesome. That was yeah. That was. <laughs> I remember. Remember, we got off at the airport and we were watching the end, and people were like crowding around, like, "Holy shit, Spain's getting beat five one." Yeah. Like that was that was called that insane. <laughs> you did, man. You did. All right, now listen. You got to make up your mind. Which game are you going to change? Holland, um, Holland, Brazil. I think Jose is going to be the um, he's or England, the Argentina in '98. I'm going Holland, Brazil because I think Holland beats France. So Holland I, I, is the World Cup yeah. winner for you. Yes. I'm I'm in favor of Holland too. I think Holland. I think I think it's fucking injustice <laughs> that Holland doesn't have a World Cup. Yeah, so. I don't think they beat France that I do. year. I, do. I really do. I want to hear what Jose says. Okay, so they beat know. they beat Brazil, but then they're gonna go play in the final. And Dude. and I don't know, man. I think they. I think maybe they do beat France. Not they with Clivert missing chances. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, but the thing is, two out of two out of France's three goals were headers off corners from Zidane. Yeah, yeah. and and Ronaldo so. looked like a. Lost puppy. I'll never. I, I mean, no one will ever know what happened, right? They're never. No, nothing ever came out of that, right? That he uh, was injured was or stories, whether he was injured or he had like a seizure before the like yeah. the night or the I, morning of the game. Or I just uh, remember my my mother who knew nothing about. I mean, she, she took her son to games and stuff, but like she didn't know anything about the sport. Really, I just remember she was like, "Why do they look so sad?" <laughs> <laughs> I'll never forget that. And I was like, "You know, you're right. They are fucked up." And then Zidane you know, headed in those corners, and it was like something felt really off. I mean, I don't know, man. I think Holland could be could have beat France. Well, I think that would have been a fucking that would have been a hell Holland, of a game. Holland would have beat France in Euro two thousand as well. Actually, Euro two thousand was a great tournament, dude. They Holland was incredible. At Bergkamp hit the post, Clivert missed a penalty. It was it was like eleven versus nine because Zambrota got. <laughs> Zambrota got a red card. Was it 11 versus 10 or 11 versus 9? I know Zambrota got a red card in like the 16th minute. And the whole game, the whole fucking game, um, uh, they were up in a man and they, they couldn't, they lost in penalties. And they just dominated just over and over again, just pounded Italy's goal and they could not fucking score. It was one of those things where it just wasn't meant to be. Yeah. Euro 2000 was uh, Rooney's coming out party, wasn't it? Or was that 2000? That was four. Was it two thousand four yeah. where he like scored yeah. without his shoe off the post and he had that crazy game? Okay, that was getting my head on my chest. All right, well I'm going England because I think they were amazing that year. Wait, and... there was another match, the Euro two thousand four, England France. I remember I was. Oh, when they met, when they went out and P- or was it PKs? No, no, that was England versus France. It was the first game of Euro twenty uh, uh, two thousand four when Beckham missed uh, a penalty and Zidane Ro- put one in. Ro- Rooney scored and yeah. Beckham missed a penalty, and Zidane hit that amazing free kick. Oh, it was a free kick. That's right. It wasn't a penalty. Where the That's keeper right. just like stood there. Yep, yep. <laughs> well, but then he got a penalty after because remember Steven Gerrard hit the ball back. Um... Uh, 
I forget who the keeper was, but he kicked the ball back in. Um, I didn't uh, see any of the tournament. I got ball and highlight tape. I remember I was at a bar and they all the bartenders were like, "This kid's here for the games. Don't serve him." Because <laughs> I was like, <laughs> and they made me sit in the corner uh, as I watched the game. <laughs> I know what you meant for a second. I was like, all right, man. They weren't on TV, man. They weren't. Dude, they weren't on TV. Euro 2008 was the first Euro in America that was actually on ESPN where you could yeah. watch it. Didn't That's what I said. I didn't watch those tournaments live. I literally got the highlight tapes and still didn't know exactly what all the results were. So I would watch them and it would be the best, the next best thing I could have. Because like you said, it was impossible That's to cool, watch it. Man. That's cool. You know, I think I, I've been I've been wanting to go back and watch old world cups and fucking you know what i mean like see like there there's 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 like you said highlight fucking tapes of all the old world cups or not all Dude, of them maybe, i'll tell you this most world cup them. 98 and euro 2000 the two best international tournaments ever of like the ever. last probably ever you're probably right i think ever in terms of attack minded like the group stage for the for the 2014 world cup was awesome and then it got neg negative after that Yep. Like the group stage was open and attacking. Um, and, and everyone was like, oh, this could be the best World Cup ever. And then all of a sudden it just went downhill in the knockouts. All right, guys. <laughs> Thanks, everyone, for listening. I'm going to bed. Peace out. Yeah. <laughs> if you didn't hear the first hour and 50 minutes of this podcast, basically everything sucks and was better 15 years ago. <laughs> just in case you didn't know. <laughs> well. Thank Thanks for listening, guys. Let us know if you still want us to do this because we want to do podcasts, but it is really tough to get things together. We're inconsistent. Sometimes we're more consistent. Leave us some feedback on Twitter. You suck. You're great. We hate you. We love Brian. Whatever. And uh, we will talk to you guys next time. Good night, guys. All right. Later. Later. Later.